You're listening to the Winsight Podcast Network. Grocery stores are coming after your business. Hello, this is Jonathan Mays, Editor-in-Chief of Restaurant Business. And in this week's episode of A Deeper Dive, I speak with Heather Lally, the Editor-in-Chief of RB Sister Publication, Winsight Grocery Business. Heather has been the editor of WGB for the past year, and I demanded that she be on the podcast to talk about competition between the two industries. She talks about grocers gunning for restaurants business and how they're thinking more like restaurants these days. We also discuss the potential for that move into more prepared foods. We also discuss restaurant versus retail pricing and why there might be a price war in the offing and what that might be for restaurants. And then, of course, we talk pizza. It's all about grocers on a deeper dive, so please have a listen. Here with Heather Lally. Heather, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. All right. So uh, let me uh, ask you this. I am of the, well, if I were a grocery store, I'm not, but if I was a grocery store, I would start uh, hammering on price over the next several months. Is that going to happen? Yes. The short answer is yes. I mean, uh, I think Price is always a factor, but, you know, even more so now. But, and hopefully we'll talk about this a little bit, there are other considerations besides price for grocery shoppers, but certainly uh, in this environment, price is huge, especially as uh, grocers compare themselves to restaurants. What, what other considerations would there be for 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 grocery shoppers besides so many things? So uh, I just wrote a story um, based off some research that is saying that Trader Joe's is doing really great right now because they have you know if you've ever been in a Trader Joe's they have good prices but they have differentiated themselves uh, from the marketplace by having this really high highly curated selection of products that people you know respect and uh, so so they are doing well. There's it's, Issues of convenience, for sure. People are lazy and want to go close to their their homes, but for sure, price is it is a huge consideration. Yeah, I mean, I was mostly being facetious, especially somebody who I do actually like Trader Joe's for the record, and like a lot of some of the you know, if I want to get actually, if I go for frozen food, I'll usually prefer going to Trader Joe's because their selection is 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 fantastic in particular. And they got some other things too for sure, but you know, their you know, their their produce and and their frozen foods is is particularly good. But I mean I guess my my thinking is that like if you look at at the past several months in terms of pricing at restaurants versus pricing at grocery stores. And you know, at, in in a relatively short order, the pendulum is swung from grocers being the inflationary uh, force in the market when it comes to consumer food to restaurants being the inflationary force. Not necessarily because restaurants are raising their prices anymore, but the but 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 grocers dramatically raised their prices in 2022 and have now really pulled back on inflation. And it seems to me that they are very consciously pulling back because they are trying to get 
people to keep coming in? Well, uh, certainly, for sure. And I was uh, at this uh, International Dairy Deli Bakery Association conference earlier this month in Anaheim, which is a huge convention. That's a huge industry association. Um, and I would say the key takeaway, the key message from that is watch out restaurants. We are coming for you. Uh, you know, we are um, putting in all of these food service options in our grocery stores. Uh, we have a lot of quick serve things. I talked to a lot of CPG companies that were developing, you know, what they build as restaurant quality, like high end, you know, frozen potato puffs and fancy items to sell in grocery cases and refrigerated cases by the meat as a, as a side dish. Uh, grocers are billing themselves as like, here's the place to go get your side dish. Like if you're having to cut back on your Grubhub order and you can't afford drinks and dessert and appetizer, we will be the destination for that. Maybe get your main, main thing from a restaurant. So grocers obviously very cognizant of the price difference uh, right now between restaurants and, and them. What kind of uh, so they're 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 back to really focusing on prepared foods now, huh? Yeah, I mean, I think that has always been an interest, but the pandemic, um, you know, put a, a more of a laser focus on that. And now that folks like us continue to work from home and grocers are wanting, are delighted that people are eating breakfast and lunch and, you know, multiple meals and snacks per day at home. So they're trying to cater to that and offer more um you know, more prepared things. They are light years behind restaurants in terms of the marketing and um, availability of, of some of those things and in, in marketing their products as sort of like craveable items that folks would want to order again and again. But I think they're not, uh, not you know, they're, tr they're trying to catch up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I it's kind of a challenge, I think, for, for supermarkets to really really effectively market. I mean, I think convenience stores probably have an upper hand in terms of marketing. You have companies like Wawa and, and brands like that, that, you know, or Bucky's, you know, that have, you know, a certain cachet with the consumer. And grocery stores would, to me, seem to be a little bit more challenging from a marketing standpoint, you know, and... You know, restaurants, particularly the largest ones, have, you know, this really strong advantage of that they can, you know, use things like social media to their advantage. I mean, look at look at how many people are getting stupid about the grimace shake. Um, For sure. But last last year, uh, Sprouts Farmer's Market, which is sort of a specialty uh, um, natural organic grocer, went totally viral with this $5 sandwich they have at their mm -hmm. deli. They couldn't keep the ingredients at stock. Really? But there is just such a huge opportunity uh, for grocers to, in fact, this was one of the keynotes at this conference uh, from Alton Brown, was saying, you know, restaurants have a thing that they are known for. You sit down and the waiter says, this is our specialty. Would you like to order the butterfly shrimp or whatever, grocers need to start thinking more like restaurants and need to start coming up with the specialty. Personally, mm -hmm. I'm currently obsessed with this poke bowl from Mariano's here, uh, which is a Kroger grocer. Uh, it's just delicious. And so you can order the poke bowl, get some groceries delivered, and, you know, it's better than Grubhub. Uh, so I think if the grocers uh, could make a lot more money in prepared foods if they start sort of marketing uh, some of this stuff using social media. Um, all what kind of sandwich was like, it? What kind of sandwich you know, was that it? Is, 
A good question, and I should have uh, researched that, but I know they were just a huge hit with some sort of deli uh, deli sandwich. So yeah, I mean that's 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 kind of interesting. Like I mean, you know that that would be, and there are a lot of really good. I mean, it's easy to forget this, but there, you know, supermarkets as you know better than I do uh, is is basically nothing but a bunch of large companies, for the most part. You know, I mean, obviously you have independent grocers here and there, yada yada yada, but but for the most part, it's basically what twenty large companies or something along those lines that that provide pretty much all of the grocers. Groceries, You're talking like the CPG you know. brands, um, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. for sure, and, for sure. You know, so it would be. I would think that if they were smart about it, they could probably really do a number to generate because they have that size and they have that level of, you know, so theoretically they would have a substantial marketing budget that they could probably devote to something along those lines, but it really just doesn't seem to be what they think about all the time. Well, so here's the thing. I've, I've been in this uh, grocery job for less than a year now, uh, but I had learned pretty quickly that grocery up until the pandemic was a very, very low tech industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know, it was a pen and paper kind of a, kind of an industry and the pandemic forced everybody to very quickly get up to speed, much like restaurants. But I think restaurants were probably a decade ahead of grocery on a lot of this tech stuff. So a lot of these things uh, around marketing and using social media and using, you know, your grocery store app to um, highlight and sell prepared foods and, and restaurant style stuff is just lagging, you know, is a few years behind. Also, I, while we were chatting, I just looked up the sprouts, viral sandwich and i think it was just their deli prepared sandwiches overall because they're apparently they are five dollars and they're packed with uh premium ingredients and people found them to be a very good good deal and i would imagine it brought people into the store where they bought a bunch of groceries and worked out nicely Mm -hmm. well i mean that's what i mean that's always like prepared food is definitely can be a very good business i mean look at costco with, um, sure. you know, look at Costco's prepared foods are phenomenal. And, you know, they don't really have to market it that much. I mean, their prices are how they market. Their quality is, you know, their chicken is $5. That r- chicken, by the way, is just is ridiculous. It is, it, 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 there is, they have no business selling that thing for 5 bucks. You can't get uh, an un cooked whole chicken for anywhere close to five. But is anybody going to Costco and walking out with just a chicken? No, I spend $400 a pop every time I walk in. I think about I'm probably, I just probably spent $400 now thinking about it. No, I, no, I go in, I go into Costco and you can't, no, you just like, and you buy a bunch of stuff and just like giant, Mm -hmm. huge things of toilet paper and you know, and then a uh, clothing and probably a giant television and stuff of that nature. And you really only wanted the chicken. Yes. Because it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, I mean, I don't know. So that's a sort of a lesson that if you have a product that really works, if you, if you price it well enough, and then it's probably the, the, the sprouts thing, if you price it well enough, you know, you can do it, but I guess not enough grocers do that on a regular basis but it sounds to me like that's something that you expect this to be a focus 
of I, for this industry in the community? For sure. If, if you look at what the industry is talking about right now and what's the buzz at these trade shows is really uh, how can we be more like restaurants? How can we capitalize on what we do well? Um, you know, how can we differentiate ourselves from others? The the other interesting thing is we talk about price a little bit. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, Dollar Tree just had an investor day last week. I was on vacation, but I came back and read through the transcript. And I mean, they, they bumped their prices up to $1.25 um, last year on all items. And they were abundantly clear uh, to their investors that that is just the beginning. Like that broke down the dollar barrier. In fact, that's what it's called in their investor materials, BTD, breaking down the dollar. Uh, and they are now going to sell stuff for five bucks. And they said, you know, our core shopper is buying a bunch of stuff other places. Uh, they're coming and buying 11, 12, 13 items with us, and then they're going someplace else. Why shouldn't we capture all of those sales and be able to sell frozen chicken or bigger packages of beverages or ice for $2 a bag? So uh, that is very interesting when we think about price. And the other interesting thing is these places like the dollar store and Walmart that have typically been a draw for lower income shoppers said that during this inflationary time, they've been seeing a lot more interest from folks who make more than a hundred thousand dollars a year. So their shoppers are getting wealthier. So perhaps they can start charging a bit more. Wait a minute. So let me get this straight. So first of all, can they really call it Dollar Tree anymore? It's a good question. I mean, Dollar General is not a dollar store. Yeah, no, it's not. These aren't dollar. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. But like, all right. So, so you're telling me that these companies are planning to, be, because they're getting more shoppers with a hundred who make a hundred thousand dollars or more a year, which is interesting. Which means probably that that hundred thousand dollar a year shopper is really concerned about how much they're pay, paying, obviously, and they're starting to 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 be more budget conscious, which is notable to me. Mm-hmm. But, but I guess back to that for a minute. But so, so essentially what you're saying is that they're going to, you know, so they're currently attracting customers because of their low prices. So their response is to raise prices? Uh, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. They said that they okay. had not, they have not seen a hit in traffic with once they went up to $1.25. It obviously is a huge jump from about 25 to $5. So I'm curious to see what their report is, you know, next year at this time. But um, they they think it gives them a lot more opportunities to sell national brands, to sell bigger pack sizes, um, to offer more stuff. All right. But so is um, I mean, what are what are what are like the Walmarts and the Dollar Trees of the world saying about why why consumers why they're getting more consumers who will make one hundred thousand plus? You, well, I mean, I, Walmart first noted this, you know, when um, inflation was at its peak. So, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. Everybody is looking for a bargain, uh, looking to explore different options that are uh, might save them a few dollars here and there. The question, I think, is whether um, the proposition is enticing enough so that these wealthier consumers stick around once inflation normalizes a bit and that has yet yet to be seen but the the problem though uh comes if you are somebody like a kroger and you're kind of like 
middle of the road. Like you're not known for being the cheapest. You're not known for being a specialty, super fancy, gourmet, high-end grocer. You're kind of in the middle. Like where does that leave you and what do you have to do to compete um, in the marketplace when you're in that position? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, I, I like, I, I think I, the concern that I would have about, you know, or the question that I would have about the issue of they're getting more $100,000 a year customers is, you know, is that a sign that they're concerned about the economy or they just are trying to cut back because prices have increased? And then, you know, here in the near future, they could see consumers shifting back to what they purchased before, you know, now once they, they get past whatever inflationary concerns that they have. Yeah. And that is, I mean, that's sort of the question, the key question here, you know, there has been a tremendous growth in private label brands during this time, you know, what we used to call generics back in the old days. Uh, they, you know, have gotten, pretty high end now and grocers, uh, retailers are investing a ton of money into developing their own, you know, private label products um, because people have gravitated towards those so heavily as they trade down from, from national brand stuff as they look to save some money. Um, so those products need to be of high enough quality though, that people stick with them even when prices on the national brands uh, decrease. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So back to the question, do we really expect a price war between grocers? Well, I think it depends on your definition of a, of a price war. I mean, you know, you gro are you talking like grocers just like marketing, trumpeting their marketing? Lower we're cutting prices. prices. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we were just talking about this at a, a staff meeting uh, as it pertains to the 4th of July holiday. We're, we're seeing lots of specials out there. Lots of people saying, you know, you can get all your barbecue essentials for cheap with us. Uh, Walmart has not been super aggressive about this because I think Walmart is so comfortable in its, you know, uh, its ethos as the low price leader. So I don't think they really feel the need to go out and be super uh, loud about about their prices at this point, but Aldi uh, just came out, you know, within the last month or so, uh, and cut hundreds of prices on hundreds of essential items. So, you know, we could be seeing more of it. Uh, uh, Mid Atlantic grocer Weiss Markets just um, did a similar price rollback thing. You know, I mean, they're they're pretty common in the industry. I don't know if we will see what you are an actual all-out price war or anything, but it is certainly top of mind for consumers and for grocers. Mm -hmm. I want to shift gears here a little bit. And um, didn't Walmart, I want to talk pizza. Didn't Walmart like sell like, like pizza sales at Walmart, like in the first quarter, 29%, something along those lines? Yes. Yeah. Who knew? Walmart, huge like, pizza seller. Pizza sales, at, I mean, grocery stores are selling a lot more pizza. Like, they, they sold a ton more pizza. And that's one of those areas where grocers versus restaurants, you know, that's you, – you see more consumer promiscuousness in the pizza market between grocers and restaurants, I think, than anything else. I mean, pizza – you know, I mean, now I much prefer a restaurant delivery. I would rather get 
Domino's delivered than get a frozen pizza. Ten days out of ten. Are we talking like a take and bake pizza? Either one. Doesn't matter. Take and bake, whatever. Take and bake, frozen, whatever. Like I would still rather because you know what? I'm lazy, Heather, and I don't want to cook it. Um, I think Casey's. Casey's, the convenience store chain, too, is among the, you know, top 10 in terms of uh, pizza. They're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Their pizza is crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. You got to roll some C stores in on this as well. Some. Some C stores do not have decent pizza. Yeah. Again, I think it comes down to the convenience aspect. You know, Mm -hmm. if um, if I'm already at Aldi and I'm buying a bunch of stuff and I got a house full of kids to feed one of those giant Aldi take and bake pizzas. Totally fine. It's like yeah. six or seven dollars. And mm-hmm. yeah. The interesting thing, or at least a theory, that's this is Domino's theory, is that consumers are cutting they're 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 cutting back. And I think mm-hmm. that they are there's a very substantial segment of the population that is cutting back on their spending in some form of yeah. They're still eating out. They're still buying groceries, whatever. They're still spending, but they are shifting their spending because inflation has reduced the amount they're spending power. So they're doing things such as apparently going to Dollar Tree. Well, and uh, I mean, Domino's, as you well know, is partially to blame for that trend because they ruined my favorite two for five ninety nine coupon and uh, increased oh. it to you know six ninety nine for two. So when you when you buy enough of those uh, things, it's, it starts to add right. up and make yeah. it a less appealing value proposition. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, and so. Their Domino's theory is that consumers are cutting back on delivery and instead are just getting the they're just popping a frozen pizza in the in the in in the oven or or they're getting a prepared pizza instead, you know, because they can still, you know, make it at home, still have fresh pizza at home. But they're they're not spending the delivery fee, um, which I can respect as not a delivery customer. And, you know, that's you know, so to me that those pizza sales skyrocketing like that was or not i mean they 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 went up pretty well last year it sounds like the grocery business really pushed that hard last year for sure and i think uh as grocers get a little more savvy in this and and realize you know how well they can compete against restaurants and they develop more things like pizza or my beloved poke bowl or you know other things like that uh, uh you know could be a more of a, a close race there between restaurants and grocers. All right, super. Poke bowl or not, I'm still not getting grocery delivery though, Heather. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Heather, this was fantastic. Really appreciate you joining me on the podcast. Thank you. And that should do it for this week's episode of A Deeper Dive, which was edited, as always, by Kimmy Kazmarek, our work by Nico Hines. You may find this and other episodes of the podcast on our website at www.restaurantbusinessonline.com backslash article backslash deeper dash dive. You may also subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere else you get your podcasts. I'm Jonathan Mays, your host, podcast producer, and the editor-in-chief of Restaurant Business. Thank you for listening. <music>